Welcome to the In the Little Things podcast. If you feel that you might be missing out in the little things in life, things like joy, peace, purpose, and hope, well, it can be that distraction and busyness has gotten in the way. Hi, we are Jennifer Alhodge and Annabelle Arden, and we have created this podcast with you in mind. So often we miss out on the blessings that were meant for us. So let us encourage you as we journey together to pivot closer to God and see all the blessings he has for us. Take a deep breath, sit back, and God's got you covered, even in the little things. Welcome to the In the Little Things podcast. Hi, I'm Annabelle. And hello, I'm Jennifer. Uh, This week, we are happy to be with you. We're going to be talking about something um, that has intrigued me from a very young age, I think all of us, (laughs) and that is, what does beautiful really look like? Mm -hmm. Um, Beauty is something that is um, very much in our culture, and it's a very fragile thing, because many times we look for approval in all the wrong places. Oh, yeah. And um, we look at magazines, we can look at social media, we can look at our peers, mm-hmm. even in TV. We start to compare ourselves to everybody. And that's oh, yeah. just human it's nature. It's so easy to do. It yes. It's so easy to do. And so, um, you know, we start to, as we get older, and we start to evaluate our beauty against the beauty of others, um, we can get um, very confused and off kilter um, thinking that we're not beautiful the way we are created. So um, this week, um, I wanted to kind of let you know um, that I wanted to tell you a little story um, that I hope that will inspire and, and kind of make you think and challenge us to to ask what is what is truly beautiful. Um, so when I was at a tender age of two, my mom decided to put me in in ballet. I think a lot of moms do that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have loved it as a little girl. Um, she had me, um, doing ballet and tap and jazz and even toe, um, which hold on what's the difference toe is when you're on your tippy toes on those oh, pink, and sho- okay, got pink it. shoes yeah that make your feet bleed and oh. it's it's horrible but it, it was um my mom's dream because um she wanted to be a ballerina when okay. she was little that she put me in ballet really really um early I, I think it was two years old my first picture of me in a tutu mm-hmm. and um with time I got really good um it at learning choreography and learning how to dance and learning all these things but one of the things that I remember as a little girl was getting all this makeup on my face mm-hmm. and my hair put in a bun on top of my right, head right. and just this whole image of a ballerina and when I got to be about nine or ten years old one day I decided to ask my mom if I can borrow her makeup and put it on. And she was flabbergasted. She's like, are you kidding? You're too young for makeup. And I looked at her and I'm like, what? (laughs) I was Uh, too. Why (laughs) not? But I didn't say why not. I said, why not? I mean, 
you put makeup on since I was like two years old. And I remember like it was yesterday, her turning to me with such a loving, tender heart and saying to me, you don't need makeup because God has made you perfect without it. Mm-hmm. And it was Aww. just so profound in the way she said yeah. it. Good job, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> it really made me think. I'm like, why do I need makeup? Just because everybody else is wearing makeup. That was the clincher. I was looking at my peers mm-hmm. and seeing that they were wearing blush and lipstick. They weren't uh-huh. wearing mascara and all right, that, but they were right. already applying blush and lipstick was the big one, the lipstick. Uh-huh. And and I was like, why I do that? I want to be the same as you. Look, I can do that. And I, because I wanted to fit in and because I thought at age 10, that's normal. You put on makeup. And my mom had to remind me what mm-hmm. beauty really was. And so, Jen, I know that that as a woman, we try initially to please other people, to be beautiful for other people to look at us and say, oh, look, you are beautiful. Right. We right. look for that. And, approval. you know, it's one thing when you are, you know, for your mom to do that when you're two, it's cute. You're getting your little girl dolled up because she's doing something very special. It's a one-time thing, these little recitals mm-hmm. and you know, she wasn't doing that for you every day. She was doing it for the special events. But when you're 10, you were wanting it every day. Yes. So she yes. looked at that wisely and said, okay, I don't want this to be her focus. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did it for special things, but that can't be her focus. And too many times today we have focus on beauty. And specifically now with social media, we're seeing that just become more prevalent. So even when I was in high school, when you were younger, it just... Those things were not as, we didn't have Facebook, you know, Mm. they they just weren't prevalent. They weren't, they weren't even a thing. Right. So today's teens, I think, are sometimes caught in a bigger trap of the world because there is such an intense focus on beauty. And there was um, some research, Pew Research in 2018 put out some statistics about access to smartphones. And of course, smartphones is where people get most of their access to social media where they would have that sort of thing. And they found 95% of teens either have a smartphone themselves or they at least have access to one that they can use. 95%. That's a high number, 95. Wow. Right, right. Now, now, I was in college when I got my first phone, right? (laughs) And, you know, it was, like, plugged in all the time. It was, like, plugged into the car or something. You know, it just And it was was just for phone calls And you know what? If you remember when phones first came out, there were minutes like you had the plans were not just unlimited like you had minutes and so you were always careful to Mm -hmm. not go over those minutes nowadays it's just all the plans are unlimited amount of talk time and social media time right um a lot of that data and with wi-fi you know it it, if you've got access it just doesn't take but all of that to say 95 percent have access to smartphones but what does it look like with social media right Mm. so when you look at social media this is where i was super surprised Don't you think, like, if you were going to think social media, what would you think, number one, probably all these kids are on? Facebook. Facebook, right? Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what I do. Yeah. Like, because I I think of Facebook for connection. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a way I don't live by family. I've said it before. It's a way to stay connected with family. I can see what my nieces and my nephews in South Carolina and California are doing. And I can see what my friends who I haven't 
seen in 20 years and in, in person face to face, I can stay connected with their kids' graduations and just big mo- moments in life, right? Right, right. But that's not it. That's not it. That's not Facebook isn't the thing for them. Can you believe it? Only 51% even say that they go. 51? Yeah. It, only 51% of teens say that they use Facebook. That's insane. I know. Wow. So guess That's what they're using. Number. But guess what they're using? What? 85% use YouTube. So video. Oh, right? yeah. All video. Mm-hmm. So it's not really connection. That's about watching other people who are kind of celebs in their minds, mm-hmm. right? Um, 72% use Instagram. And 69% use Snapchat. All three of those oh, are focused on what? Yourself. Image and Image. self and selfies. And, yes. and, all, and Snapchat, what is it? How does Snapchat have a name for itself? Filters. All these filters that these you little change girls and easily. these boys are using. Mm-hmm. All of those filters. So, wow. um, And the most often used are Snapchat and YouTube. Of all of, like by far, more than twice wow. of anything else at all. That's amazing. Yeah. Only 10% say they would use Facebook most often. So Snapchat and YouTube being so huge, you just think about what that's doing in the minds of Mm -hmm. our youth. You know, there's this huge and tremendous focus on beauty and it's telling them that the way to get a guy, the way to get a girl, the way to be attractive is all through beauty and all through looks Um, because they feel like it's so attainable. (laughs) Oh, if this person can do it and that person can do it, and they're not seeing necessarily the real person they're seeing people through filters yeah you know mm-hmm. but if we think about beauty you know god created us in a way um to be to be beautiful for him is to honor him to do what we were created to do right and so he has this idea of what beauty should look like but if we think about it even our own even as human beings our own perception of beauty or lack thereof can be dramatically affected by personality absolutely has that ever happened to you yeah yeah it, it it's the inner beauty that matters more so than the outer beauty right yeah. and I think that almost anybody can say that like when I was at dating age and I would meet somebody there were sometimes guys that I thought were super attractive initially and then there were guys I just wasn't even attracted to initially but after a five-minute conversation and usually this was in like a you know just in a group because I just met this person so maybe it was a mutual friend or something Within about five minutes, I could find a totally attractive person suddenly unattractive to me. Like Mm. physically, I would not be attracted at all because a personality came through that was just not attractive. And likewise, there were people who I was not initially attracted to. And in a few minutes, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is such a cool person. I want to know more about this person. Right. And so if we as humans is faulted as we are, find beauty in the real things that matter, how much more so does God find beauty in those things? Well, I, I uh, actually was very curious thinking about the word beauty and thinking, what is beautiful? That I actually went to the dictionary <laughs> and, and <laughs> looked it up because, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, truthfully, we don't cover this in school. Right. So I, I thought, well, before even trying to wrap my mind out of something so abstract mm-hmm. as beauty, as what beautiful is, I should look it up. So I did. And what the dictionary says is having qualities that delight or appeal to the senses of someone. It's being excellent and wonderful and is used as an expression of approval or Hmm. delight. Now, 
I went a step further because I'm Annabelle and that's what I do. <laughs> um, I went to the word of God and I said, you know, there has to be something in your word defining what beautiful is because you created beautiful. You created everything. Mm -hmm. And so where in your word do you define beautiful as what it is to mm -hmm. you and right. the reason why you created us? We are created in your image. Mm -hmm. So just in that alone, we're made beautiful because God is the absolute right. of beautiful. But I want a little bit more meat. I want a little bit more tangible explanation of what a woman who is truly beautiful is described in your eyes mm -hmm. as being delightful. And, you know, I have to say, I think the first thing that comes into my mind, and, and probably for a lot of people who are familiar with the wife of noble character, you know, Proverbs 31. Absolutely. I, it's the first thing that popped into mind. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So Proverbs 31, um, you know, God says, he's talking about a wife of noble character, right? But he's describing what could be any woman. You could be single, you could be married, you could be widowed, whatever. This is just talking about a beautiful woman. So noble character, but it's also, it's, it's like giving us a glimpse into what should be considered beautiful and what God considers beautiful. And I mean, he's describing her character, mm. right? This yeah. is the wife probably anybody would want to have, but not once does he mention beauty. He says things like her husband trusts in her. She's working well with her hands. She's not lazy. She's getting up early and working with now. Not everyone's an early bird. I'm not no, either. No, 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 no. Please, no. I am no not. No pressure there. You know? <laughs> but no, he goes on. Like, she works hard. She takes care of her family. She takes care of people around her. She's intelligent. She has a, some business sense. And she's not afraid to use it. She opens her arms to the poor, so she's very charitable. So mm -hmm. she's got this inner spirit that cares about other people and not just her own self and not just her own family. I think a lot of people think that they're so great if they just focus on their children and their families and, and things like that. But she's even looking out to the poor in the world as a whole. And then he closed it. God said, strength and honor are her clothing. She laughs at the days to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. I mean, think about all these wonderful things. Wow. But he, I should say, he does mention beauty one time. It's just not in the description of her. At the very end of this chapter in verse 30, so Proverbs 31, verse 30, he says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Amen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because the the beauty in which a woman should aspire to is that to delight God. Right. And when you're not delighting God and you're not being the creation he intended for you to be, that's when... You're stepping out of his will and f out of his of, of fear of him, mm -hmm. of not fear of of um, like he's going to shoot lightning bolts at you, right, more right. of a, a reverence, a respect, a honoring and a glorifying of him, the wanting to delight in him. Another scripture mm -hmm. that comes to mind that kind of leads from that is Psalm 139, 13 which says, for you were created from the innermost being. You were knitted together in your mother's womb. I praise you 
because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't know this verse, and I'm kind of going to lead into something right now that just the Spirit has laid on my heart. Okay. Um, I prepare for this the day before, but just now God has put something in my heart. And it may be for someone in particular who may be you or a friend or a a family member. Someone may, one, feel they're not beautiful. But there is a saying that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. And... If you really think about it, the beholder in our, in, for those of us who live for Christ and live in and through him, the beholder is God, the right. one who created us. Yeah. It's through his lens that we are beautiful mm-hmm. is him. So you have to ask yourself, are you gauging your beauty based on the world around you, like you said in your statistics, mm-hmm. are you looking at social media and going, oh, well, she's she's got this color hair or that color skin and, and that color eyes, and so therefore she's more beautiful than me. That's a liar right. talking to you right, right there. There is mm-hmm. no, no one, no God and creator, loving father would ever say that to their child. I, as a mother, I would no, never... Right. Never. Say anything even close to that to my child to hurt them, and mm-hmm. because it's not true. Well, you wouldn't even think it as a mother. Yes. You know, you would, you're, every parent feels that their child is the most beautiful. It doesn't matter what their child looks like. like. Yes. You are so loved by your parents. Yes. No matter, practically, no matter what you do, no matter what you look Nothing like, right? Can, can... And that's how God is for us. There's, right. It's unconditional. Exactly. He looks at us with total awe and just delights in us completely. So you are, and each of us are, no matter if you're sitting there and you're saying, well, I don't have this or that, or I don't look like this or that. Mm-hmm. No, God has created you beautiful. Yes. You delight him in your beauty. The The second part that came to me just now in my spirit, and it wasn't anything I had prepared, and you're probably going to go, <gasps> there are women today that Mm -hmm. are found in a position they didn't think they were going to be in and may be questioning where is the beauty in this situation Mm -hmm. in that they have to make a choice believe the lie the liar who's whispering in your ear saying you're not worthy you're not valuable you're not beautiful or listen to the word of God and know that you were given worth. You were given value beyond any treasure of this earth. And your beauty lies in your creation and how God designed you from the mother's womb, even before right. the mother's womb. One of the things I love from Psalm 139 when you were quoting it is, you know, this is David, you know, just praising God for how he was created, for how David was created. And the second part of what you're saying, if you read just a little bit further, it says that God saw his unformed body and all his days for, I'm sorry, all of the days ordained for him were written in already. Yes. So God had a plan. Absolutely. And he has a plan for each of us. From the womb, he has a plan specifically for us. And there's beauty in fulfilling that plan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And 
with the way he's created us. Now, I told you, my my listeners, um, before you came, Jennifer, that the reason I put the title of this podcast in the little things, in my very first podcast, I mentioned I'm only 4'8". Mm-hmm. And so I'm really small. I'm really tiny. And for many, many years, it took a lot of effort to not listen to that little voice saying, I'm not worthy. I'm mm-hmm. not worthy to be a supermodel. I'm not worthy to be, you know, uh, in a position of beauty, like a, like a supermodel mm-hmm. or anything like that, or, or an actor or an actress or whatever. I, I was battling for image at a very young age, at age nine. Wow. When I stopped growing, the one thing I, I struggled with was fitting in. Because mm-hmm. most of my friends at that age were growing beyond me, right. were growing and growing. And I stopped. I completely stopped. Everybody was getting taller. Mm-hmm. Everybody had longer legs. Everybody. I remember standing next to my best friend. We used to sing in the hallways. And we used to, like, you know, <laughs> pretend we were Whitney Houston or, uh-huh. or whatever. And um, I remember she kept growing and growing and growing and one day we had a school recital thing and they had to get us two separate mics because oh, i was yeah. so much shorter than she was i was like over a head or maybe even two heads she was taller than me mm-hmm. and the kids were cruel about it as you could tell as you sure. can imagine um and i played on that i played on it in school she she set things straight she used to tell me the valuable things in life come in small packages and things like that. Right. And um, so I, she put in a good light for me, but at school I had to have a, 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 I had to twist things around and take a negative, like being called short stuff, and turn it around and say, well, now you have a place you can rest your arm. Because, Aww. you know, okay. and, and things like that. And, and people. That was a conscious decision yes, you had to make. Yes, I had to consciously stand on truth. Why did God design me the way he mm-hmm. did? And one day I even asked my mom, why, why am I so short? Out of frustration. And she told me, she said, you probably don't remember all the migraines you had. You probably don't remember you had a brain tumor at age nine. In the pituitary gland, where you're, you're, you stop growing, but you're alive. Mm-hmm. That's what matters, is you right. have life. God is giving you life. It's how you use right. that opportunity. Right. It's not what you look like. And she had to really instill in me the value and worth. It doesn't come from looking outward into the world. Right. It comes from looking upward at the creator right. and saying, my worth, my value, and my beauty is from you. And you designed me and equipped me with this brown hair, with this brown eyes, with my dark skin. Mm-hmm. Everything you've given it to me, even my experiences, my innermost feelings and emotions, let them all be for your delight. Mm-hmm. Let them be beauty to your eyes. And that's really where we're going with the scripture um, Proverbs 31 and also Psalm 139 in that 
the beauty of the beholder is the beauty seen from God's perspective, not our perspective looking outward. So let me encourage you along with Jen to always, always listen to the voice of God. Don't listen to the world. Don't compare yourself to the world. No. But always look inward and say, Lord, my beauty comes from inside me and you reside inside me. There's my worth. There's mm-hmm. my value and there's my beauty. So if if you would allow me now, let me just pray for, for each of us. Just challenge you when when you're doing anything and when you're seeking your beauty, always thank God that he has equipped you and given you your outward appearance as well and more importantly, who you are on the inside. Oh, right. Amen. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your unconditional love. Thank you that the beauty comes from you for we were created in your own image. Thank you for showing us that you, we are skillfully, strategically, and wonderfully, perfectly made in your image. Help us to always seek our value, worth, and beauty in whom you made us to be. For you have created us and wired us in this natural beauty in a way that we see ourselves through your eyes. So be with us and help us to always put our value in you, in Christ Jesus. Give us your wisdom to stand on our our truth of who we are and who we were created to be. We ask all these things in the precious, glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's been so awesome spending time with you. Thank you for listening to today's In the Little Things podcast. As we navigate this journey together, I highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you will not miss the upcoming episodes. Feel free to share this with anyone you feel would be inspired, encouraged, or strengthened. And if you'd like to know more about the Annabelle Ardent Ministry, you can go ahead and push the button on this podcast, AnnabelleArdent.com. There you can find more information on the ministry itself and all the upcoming events, any new uh, merchandise that you can um, you can get for birthdays and stuff, you know. And also, if you wanted to leave any comments or anything private, you can do it there as well on my Connect page. Uh, for now, I just want to thank you again for being with me. Um, hit the like button if you uh, like this podcast. And uh, may God love just bless you and, and embrace you this week as you encounter him on a personal and closer level. I hope that you will see God's love in the little things. And uh, for now, I will see you next week. And until then, know that your presence has been purposed. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.